the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We are so happy that you decided to join us today. My name is Steve Grimes. I'm the pastor at Mosaic Campus Church. We hope you enjoy the conversation today. And as always, reach out with comments or questions that you may have. Um, if you don't follow us, especially if you're a post-secondary graduate student at MUN here in St. John's, please look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Mosaic Campus Church. Today on the podcast, we have the members of the House of Commons show back for part two of our conversation on racism and justice and how we can be advocates for change. And so Chris, Adam, and Kareem join me for a conversation on how culture is whitewashed and the effects this has on black people and people of color. We also chat about the fear that some individuals have in being advocates because of the risk of asking a wrong question or saying the wrong thing. And then finally, we talk about how we as individuals and church can be advocates in this time and for the long haul. If you don't follow the House of Commons show, you need to. It's as plain and simple as that. They have so many conversations that are benefiting our world and how we live as a society today. So check them out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and as well their podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So here is my is part two of my conversation with Chris, Adam, and Kareem. Um, in case like everybody watching doesn't know you guys, we have Chris Chase, who many would know. Chris has uh, actually spoken at Mosaic before. We've had him on the stream already this summer. We have Adam Hoskins, who was a part of our worship stream that we did a few weeks ago as well. Uh, and then we have Kareem, who is such a good friend, a good buddy, who is so full of wisdom um, and that I'm really thankful for. Can you give a bit of a recap of what's kind of been unfolding and happening in the recent weeks? And what we're seeing is the um, uh, the minority community pushback on things like uh, universal health care. There's a lack of universal health care in the states, uh, starvation wages, mass incarceration, a long history of pre- police brutality, a lack of opportunities. There's racist politicians. There's a racist justice justice system. People talk about reparations and also no access to affordable education. So. George Floyd is is simply just a bit of the vehicle in which we are saying enough is enough. Like if you don't see it now, you may never see it and we need you to see it. And so this is why you've seen so many protests all over uh, the nation of the U.S. You're seeing 13 different countries also right along, Canada included. And so I want to talk to you guys too about culture as a whole. And I mean, we we can probably all agree that culture as a whole is very whitewashed um but there's this other side to it too that this culture like enjoys and appreciates other cultures black culture people of color and when it comes to music food and all these things yet like yet when we obviously look at culture as a whole it has this whitewashed look or feel to it and so this makes it twice as hard for a black person or person of color to kind of get ahead or to meet goals or to succeed. And so can you explain what this means, what whitewash culture means and what that kind of, what the effects it has on someone? So here's a, um, so back in the eighties, um, I'm old enough to remember this group by the name of new edition that came out of, uh, Boston, Massachusetts or the, the, the Massachusetts area. Uh, they were one of the most popular boy bands of all time. Mm. Um, and they were so popular that somebody said, you know what? We need to make a white version of this group. That group's name was new kids on the block. 
And New Kids on the Block was pretty well what New Edition was, but to white America. And the popularity of New Edition only stayed within the black community. And the same concept that created that group was made for white America. And that was the most one of the most popular boy bands of all time. If you know New Edition, it's because you're part, you're, you're, you're down for the cause. You're down with the culture. Um, but if you know New Kids on the Block, it's because it permeated culture. We see that in music all the time. We see that on TikTok. A black girl will create a dance called the Renegade. But it becomes popular when two white girls decide to do it on their TikTok. And they're the ones getting the press, getting to meet um, celebrities and everything like this, all sorts of stuff. While this 15-year-old black girl who created the dance just out of her own creativity is left in, in the dust. It feel it very much, and guys, I'll speak for myself, we are mined for the best of us, and then and we are marketed. The best of us is, is mined and marketed, and then we are pushed aside while somebody kind of takes credit for the great things that we've done. So Chuck Berry creates rock and roll. Yeah. When we think of rock and roll, we think of Elvis Presley. We don't think of Chuck Berry, the actual inventor of it. Um, talent aside, there were a lot of black hip-hop artist before Marshall Mathers picked up a microphone. He, in fact, is um, inspired by people like LL Cool J. But the most highest-selling rap artist and one of the most highest-selling artists of all time is Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem. He would recognize that he has benefited from black culture, but the people buying that doesn't don't know that they're looking for somebody who they they can identify with. In fact, uh, it was Justin Bieber. Uh, I think it was this past week who put out an Instagram post saying, um, "I, I have a, I have gained everything that I have from black culture. My style, my mannerism, my music, everything that I am is because of black culture, and it's up to me now to give back to the culture that has given so much to me. To be whitewashed is is it'd be one thing to be forgotten." It's a whole other thing when you can actually see your culture being uh, being manipulated right before your eyes and there's nothing that you can do about it besides kind of create your own award show, which is actually better than the Grammys, by the way, the BET Awards. Yeah, so I, I agree that culture is whitewashed. We understand that the powers that be um, has always kind of been white culture, um, colonization. Just culture, just culture. It's not culture, culture as a whole. Culture. Culture, culture as a whole. As a whole is 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 white uh white dominated uh, in terms of the powers that be who controls um all that happens now in terms of um the things that are being appreciated a lot of it yes is comes from black culture in terms of like media stuff uh I, I, or at least music and create like dance and all that a lot of it is is comes from the black culture but i in terms of why that happens i think because of the oppression that we that black culture faces, it leads to creativity. Because you don't have as much as others, it, it, you you need to find different ways to express yourself create creatively. And so, white uh, white uh, individuals who are of who have the power, uh, they begin to recognize that. And so. Really and truly, I, I, I often say is that, yes, we may not have slavery, but there's a lot of different things where um, s the slave mentality still exists. And one of that is in, in, in the music industry. So they see, okay, we have these individuals. Let's see how we can now take these individuals 
make as much money off of these individuals as, as possible. And then even when we let them make their money, then you know what we're also going to do is we're going to take it away from them fully and place it on somebody who we really want to identify of who 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 is of our 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 heritage, our our, our race to now take this and now take it to the next level. And so they will allow cultural allow us to to have to express ourselves and to have um, a platform to express ourselves. But what I will say is that it, it it's we're slowly seeing change. I'm not going to say that it, there hasn't been change in that. But what the, what I will say is they don't allow us to then get to the highest levels within those industries. It's still always a lot of times white dominated uh, uh, in terms of the people that are at the highest levels within the media industry, music like music industry as a whole. Um, that allows these things to happen. So it's definitely, yes, white, again, like I said, white dominated, but um, I think white, uh, the, the powers that be that are that are white recognize that they can capitalize off, uh, off of the creativity of the black culture. And not only that, not only like the NFL has four black coaches don't we're not going to go there GMs oh my goodness in a league that is 70 percent uh 70 percent white when a black coach we have we have this episode i don't even know i don't even know has the segment even come out yet about the rooney rule i think we were going to release it and then the, world the whole up. world went to garbage and yeah. so we had to kind of hold off it so that might be a summer release at some point yes. uh, <laughs> but, but we talked we talked about we talked about that in one of our of our segments about how like um about how, like, in this league that is mined and destroyed black bodies and made so much money, you look at the the NCAA and the college, college, you can't uh, go there. You know, the college basketball, and how these young men, unt- up until 2022, have never gotten any payment for their likeness, and these schools make millions, billions, it's a billion dollar, into, billion, it's a billion, billion dollar, dollar industry. industry. And these kids, if they borrow money from their uh, from a for ten dollars, just for food, they can lose their scholarship. They can they can have their school records um um taken away, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, we're gonna mine you for your talent, so you can make millions of dollars. And coaches can make millions and millions of dollars per year. And these kids can't even get money for a happy meal. And it's something that we often, it, it's something that uh, it happens all the time. And then what ends up happening is that we end up infighting against each other because we're trying to get to these spots and we get pitted up against each other. And crabs, it's literally like, you know, the, the, in the scene in um, The Dark Knight where the Joker breaks the, the pool cue and he throws it between the three guys and goes, well, have at it. That's what ends yeah. up happening in, in our community, which is why our show the House of Common Show, which you can subscribe to on, on YouTube. Please leave a comment. Please leave a like and subscribe to the channel or subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Make it so... You did that so well, bro. That was so good, Chase. Dude, You've been I, practicing. I every like, every time that, gets better. That was good. Ready? It's that was ready. so in, good. In the chamber all the time. Like, we are 10 guys who, by society's aspects, we should be pitted up against each other. And we were like, no, nah, like we're in this together. And we, it's a, it's a beautiful balance of give and take. We're all yeah. 10 alphas who say, for the betterment of the house, we're going to lend our talents here, there, and everywhere because that, because that belongs to us. And yeah. we won't allow that to be taken away from us. And most people, they don't get the opportunity to do that, which is why you see a lot of independent rapper, rap, rap musicians now independent mm. um not signing any masters 
so they can actually own to have control and not be a part of that system that yeah. that again is very slave mentality driven yeah it made, no. so, sorry yeah. um i i agree with you guys and i think that um i think it some of it has tra transitioned from the slave mentality to uh now to uh, to marketability and the reality is, is that the standard of the standard of success and excellent in North America is white. And when I say that, I mean, um, mm -hmm. when you see uh, beauty ads, you know, um, the, 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 the beauty models that, that are considered beautiful are white, slender, long hair, you know, whatever it is and stuff like these are kind of, these are the standards. And so a lot of, you know, I, 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 I don't want to pit everything on racism, but we do have a system in which our standards for excellence, uh, for beauty, uh, for things that are pleasing and things that are good uh, come from white culture. That's something that we've inherited and that we live in right now. And this is why you have so many black, like it pains me when I see black girls wearing weave that look like, yeah. like it looks like white. Oh my goodness, hair. I have no clue. Like your hair was never meant your hair curls and your hair, you know what I mean? Your hair is strong and your hair is resilient. It doesn't need to be straightened and permed out to look like a white person's hair or whatnot. You know what I mean? So I, I like, you know, there's, that's a whole rabbit trail to go down. But I think when you look at whitewashed culture, the part of the, the effects that it has is that it, it trickles into everything. So part of the reason why Eminem is such a, was such a, a um, influential rapper is because you have a whole bunch of white kids that are out there who who enjoy rap music but who don't see someone that they have and you have millions of kids you have millions of fan of, of, of millions of people that are potential fan base who say sure but it's still black and black is not as good as white and so when Eminem comes on the scene and he rocks it I'm not taking anything away from He's his talented. talent yeah yeah yeah, yeah super talented guy but when he goes in and he rocks it they're saying oh yeah we can validate this because not only yeah. is he super talented but he's also white so which means he must be good you know what i yeah. mean it must be something that is that is great and that is excellent and that is beautiful and all these things that we associate when we talk about whitewash culture it's because the things that we find pleasing we find good we've inherited a mindset and a perspective that they come from white people that was so mm -hmm. good, Adam. Oof. Yeah. That's why that's why he is the founder and yes. CEO <laughs> and the, the the deep visionary that yes. is chill. the House of Commons. Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> if you are not following, please yeah. follow. <laughs> exactly. 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 On YouTube, exactly. just type in in the search the House of Commons show, you will find us. Mm. You can also go on Instagram and type mm. in uh, the House of Common. Mm, please, if you're, if you're not subscribing, please subscribe, like, <laughs> and share our videos. Won't he do mm. it? Yes, he will. Come on. Mm. Mm. Oh, I felt him. I felt him. I felt him. I felt him. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. This is our group chat come to life for you. Just yeah. this is, Imagine there are seven, there are eight other guys on this group chat. So imagine. Hey, I'm going to have major FOMO every time you guys put out a video now. <laughs> um, just going, going back to this, Chris, I watched you have a conversation. Um, I don't know. You've spoken it. You're like, uh, 
like celebrity pastor in Canada right now. I've seen you in so many Steve churches. Chris yep. Chase. Yep. It's stupid. Um, it's, listen, it's stupid. <laughs> but one of the one of the churches that you spoke in that had a conversation. You talked about how, um, like we're like we all have we're all in this race, and we all have the goal of getting to the finish line, but the finish line is on a slant. And for some people, they're the finish. They're at the uh, on the side of the race where the finish line is slanted, and so they have to work twice as hard, put in twice the amount of effort to get to the same goal as somebody who the finish line is closer. Yeah, like that's something that we learned. Like you know, I I I, I can speak for myself, but I think I can speak for the guys too. Like we all learned, you have to your parents say you have to work twice as hard to get just as far, and if you make a mistake, you're twice as further back. Um, and it really is, it's like the finish line is more like on an angle. Mm. And there's some people who, who start at the bottom and say, I'm done. And there's others of us who have to run a couple more steps, put a couple more steps on the Apple Watch to finally, to finally get there. And while we're running, there are hurdles that we have to jump over. Mm. The hurdle <laughs> of how you dress, the hurdle of how you present yourself, the hurdle of how you speak, um, the hurdle of, um, uh, the, the hurdle of, not selling out your culture while getting ahead the, the hurdle of being a, being a good father because the, the 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 myth is that black men are not good fathers which actually statistically is not the case we're actually actually by study some of the best fathers out of all of the races in terms of how we treat our kids like we are but all these things and all these myths and all these stats and we have to jump over every hurdle every hurdle every time and sometimes what it feels like is as you're running you're noticing like and you don't know if it's depth perception but the finish line starts to move further back mm-hmm. and the reason why it's running further back is because somebody might have tripped before you and so like oh like like i'll use like, like we talk about all the time if we fail in our personal lives we actually make it harder for the rest of us to make it ahead if we fail we make it harder for the generation of black kids coming behind us to make it because they've now said well we can't trust any of them now and they moved the yeah. finish line a little bit further and yeah. some people will say um hey well it's great like we all get to run and like a lot of times like like you're, you're running like you're in the race but what they don't understand is that it's easier so we are we're part of um we've been a part of the pentecost Sundays of canada we're probably first generation pastors Right. We also we, we work in a denomination, in a fellowship, probably be the same thing in the PONL where you are third or fourth generation in. Well, you're already f- further ahead than the rest of us who are one generation and who don't have any connection who are learning everything for the first time. Well, imagine that for the area of education. Mm-hmm. Imagine that for the area of commerce. Imagine that for the area of, of buying a house. Imagine so for anyone who's watching this and they, they're taking this in. Um, and they want to be someone who stands and supports um, who someone who wants to be educated. Um, but there's this fear of asking the wrong question, saying the wrong thing, um, or even just adding to the whole issue. Is there any advice that you can give to the person? Uh, <laughs> I would say um, it's okay to be ignorant. Um, and it's okay. Sorry, it's not okay to be ignorant. It's okay to sound ignorant in this time. And I think that um, a lot of uh, minorities would appreciate you asking questions and um, evaluating your way of thinking through dialogue uh, more than 
just coming out and emotionally, you know, <laughs> expressing things on behalf of the oppressor, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a really awesome and unique time for you to um, really find out who your black friends are or who your minority friends are. Not just, oh, I play basketball or soccer with that person and, you know, we watch the same TV shows, but really find out what makes them unique, what makes them different and share with them, you know, uh, how, how, you know, what makes you unique and different as well in some of your experiences. I just think this is such a unique opportunity and a time for us to grow and to learn from one another uh, that it would be a shame and a waste if all we were doing were spewing empty apology, apologies and rhetoric of I'm so sorry, but we didn't actually take this time to know one another. Um, don't be afraid to ask the wrong question and stuff. I, I, one of the things that let me like that, that opened me up to, uh, you know, dialogue is that when I go in with an opinion, I literally tell myself, Adam, be prepared to have your mind changed. I think that's something that we've lost in the art of arguing is, um, is, is that like sometimes when we argue, we're just not willing to cross the river and to have our mind changed on some things. And so, you know, I, in like in this, I know that we may have experience, um, in, in these, uh, in these times, uh, but I'm willing to have my mind changed. And I hope that the people that I dialogue with over social media and I dialogue with in person are willing to have their minds changed as well. We don't get anywhere if if, if all if we each stand at, at odds with one another and, and just spew our opinions or uh, empty words. Yeah, for me, I think the, the biggest thing with it, and it kind of goes in line, it does go in line with what, what Hasi is saying, is the same thing that I've essentially been communicating to those that have had, asked, asked me the same question. It first starts off with getting to, to, well, educating yourself and hearing the stories from from minorities. And you've got to educate and figure out what we're going through. You know, he, he, there is a lot of ignorance in play. And it's not, it's, it's, for a lot of people, it's not their fault. They just they didn't know. They don't know. And, and yeah. that's just the reality of, you know, the situation. They've never been exposed to. They've never faced it themselves. They don't really know anybody because they haven't heard the stories from anybody close to them of all the things that we face. And even as people, as the minorities, oftentimes they, we may be friends with those that don't face it. And we've been taught we don't we don't we don't speak about these things with with white people white people because they just won't understand and so we don't feel like we even have the release to be able to say them but when you give us the release when you ask us let me know and we have these kind of conversations let me know some of the things that you have faced because i really have not faced it and i'd love to know what what it is i think that first it has to start with there i don't think it should start with oh i've seen and and i and i and I'm not I'm not holding anybody against those that now this is where they've now spoken spoken out. I'm not holding against you, but what I would love for it to come from is not necessarily from what you're seeing now in the news and what's happened with George Floyd and all that, but but it comes out of a place where you know people close to you who you actually care about and you've seen some of the injustices that they have faced. And so it starts with that un- education, which then leads to another E for me, which is um empathy and true empathy comes from there now you can empathize with what we're talking about what we're going through Mm. um 
if it now now you're at a place of empathy now when you actually post it's not coming from a place of you're just trying it's the sexy thing and that's and then that's you know I, sh I feel like i need to do it i'm not saying again i'm not going against those that have done that i understand and i know your heart's in the right place but to truly empathize to recognize this is not just something that's just been happening now recently this has been going on for years. This is something that a group of people yeah. have been dealing with for, for years. And so now when you do post or when you do speak to individual, when you do do things, um, uh, do things that are uh, there to try to help, it's coming from a place more than anything of true empathy for people that you actually know that's close to you and that you care about and that you can actually speak from firsthand experience, not secondary experience secondary sources that you see on the but first-hand experience of people that you know and that you're close with that are going through the same things and and then from, from out of that place it's like there's real uh, uh humility and love that can come out of that and and here's the other thing that that i would say the last thing i would say to this when it comes to these this situation right here i would say that more than anything, um, in terms of for us as a, a black culture, we want to see change happen. But the change, and this is what I've been telling my black, a lot of my black friends, the change is not necessarily going to come from us speaking out against the injustice. When we as black people speak out against the injustice, it's just a bunch of black people, angry black people screaming out to a bunch of people that don't really know what we're going through. And so really where the change happens is from those that are not of color because they now have heard the stories and they now they can empathize that they are now the ones speaking out to the powers that be and, and, and letting the powers that be know that change needs to happen. The sad fact when it comes to the black culture, and this is our fault, this is nobody else's fault, this is our fault some of it may play play to the fact that we don't think that we can we can really affect change but we really can the sad thing about black culture is we don't vote a lot of our people don't vote and so the people that do vote are 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 people that are not of color and these are the, the people that are placed in power these are the individuals that they're trying to please because they keep them in their jobs and so if people are that are not of color are going and knowing that they are the ones that the, the people that are in political uh, seats that have power and that have the ability to, to affect change, if they're hearing the injustices, not from black people, but from the people that, that they are actually trying to take care of and look after, because the reality is they don't take care of the, the black culture. A lot of it, again, has to do with the fact that we don't allow our voice to be heard through not voting. It has to come from the white, the, the white culture or those that are not of color speaking and because they know they're, they've heard the stories, they've educated themselves, they know the stories, they, they empathize with people that are close to them and saying that you guys got to do something different. So that the change needs to come from, from those that are not of color uh, speaking out, not just by a post, but actually speaking out to the powers that be and, and, and asking, from, asking those powers that be to, for them to have to make change. Change within the educational system, change within the in terms of police police reform, change within uh, the societal 
uh, societal oppression within certain uh, areas within certain communities, all these different things that need to that need to be changed. Why? Because you've you, you've now heard the stories and now you now empathize and you want to see that change. And when you speak to politicians, the power that be that has so much more weight than any black person could ever have. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, Reem, the only thing I would disagree is that I think that uh, minorities do vote. Actually, you'd find that a high pop percentage of minorities are voters because of um, their ability to come to a new country and then they find the rights and the freedoms and, and yeah, you're right. their ability to, to vote. I just think that um, that the powers that be work hard to split our vote. Yeah. So it's mm. you know what I mean. They galvanize all into all one. You know, if you look at you know Donald Trump. Yeah, his whole. You know what I mean, and then there's a bunch of people that was just spreading hate about Hillary Clinton, so that our vote would be, so that the vote would be split amongst a whole bunch of other people. Which you know, anyway. Um, but I would say that you know, I just wanted to add the fact that like you know, this isn't a black and white thing, um, and this isn't like a minority or person of color versus, um, uh, I don't know, whatever you might call it thing. Um, we have to understand that our and you mentioned anger earlier, uh, uh, Steve and Chris, um, but we have to understand that like our, our anger, frustration, and all these things are directed toward racism, not toward uh, the people. Um, and sure, there are, there are players in this, and rightfully so, there are players that need to be held accountable. Um, but for someone who is not a person of color who wants to lend a hand, understand that um, we're not intrinsically angry at you, um, but we're possibly angry at the systems in, uh, that you support inadvertently. And so uh, I would say get in the conversation about it. Final plug for the show is like we we invite you. This isn't a this isn't a plug to watch our YouTube channel. But this is more so that like if you're not exposed to um, a lot of black people or minorities and stuff, I would encourage you to watch the show to just get a feel of uh, what it's like to sit around the table to be a fly on the wall. And I, and I think it might yeah. I think you might enjoy it. You know, um, I like if you don't, you don't. And that's OK. Um, we're not we're not begging for followers per se, but we're saying like if this is a time for you to get educated a really easy way for you to be able to do that that isn't like espn or you know whatever it might be so that being said we're not being for followers but if you are going to follow us you can follow us on youtube by searching the house of Commons show we are now above <laughs> the uk parliament channel you can search for by house of Commons show you can follow us on twitter uh, at the house of com one instagram house of Commons show and you can subscribe to us on youtube like and subscribe to the channel you don't need to follow but you should subscribe. It's the right thing to do. You can also follow us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We're not begging for it. We're just suggesting strongly that you should do it. Better people. every time, man. <laughs> it's better every time. <laughs> You're going to wake up like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Tell him Becca where to find House right. of Common. Becca's going, do you love me? I'm like, you can subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, subscribe to the podcast. The best. The best. So I got one more question for you guys. 
Um, but how can we as a church be advocates in the long term? Uh, going back to your video, Adam, that you did on your own Instagram and how like this, this can't be just like a conversation for today, but how is it going to keep going on for tomorrow and the next day and the next day? And how can people be advocates, not just when this conversation is sexy, <laughs> um, but how can we be advocates um, in the long term and in the long run as a church specifically? So can I, think, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll go first of, with this. I, so no, I'm going to jump in. I didn't say anything the last time besides shelling for the show. You right, you right, you right. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. I was, I was just going to say, like, really simply, that I'll pass to Jareem. I think a lot of what both of the guys said translates into advocacy. Yeah. Right? Like, I think a lot of what they just said, I mean, you could, like, obviously there is, you know, finding resources, and we're really good on our show about, you know, making those things available we're, we're not just like empty heads talking we're, we always come with stats and figures and ideas and books and things like that um and you can find that even on our own facebook pages or instagram like you can find things that you can read but i think a lot of what the guys just said about empathy about about learning about asking questions that translates and really this is you guys that mosaic you guys are that generation that could do that you know we're we're we, we could speak to an older generation and they have a part to play, but you guys, you guys are the ones who are at the black, the black lives rally, the black lives uh, matter protest this past weekend. You guys are the ones who are walking around university campuses. Well, not right now because of COVID, but that's, you know, your life of being in that age group. And it's that age group that's, that's the biggest population in terms of these rallies. So it, it's just, it's, um it's not taking your foot off the gas when this is all over. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. Like taking what the guys said, both said, and then, and then working on that daily, like being kind daily, learning about about your own personal biases daily, and surrendering those things to Jesus daily, and then you know pulling 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 the the, the Samaritan story. Don't just pass by. Don't be the religious priest or the Levite who just kind of like sees it and goes, "Well, I'm busy. It's not my mm. problem." That's a Toronto thing. That's an American thing. That's a that's a, a cultural thing. That doesn't happen in my town. My town doesn't have any black people. And my town doesn't have any. That's not. I'm not. No, instead, stop and say, God, are you checking in my heart right now? Are you checking my spirit right now? Pick up the one who is broken. Use your use the privileges that you have been given to give that back to somebody else. Let your stop be someone's start. Yeah. and But for me, I would ground it in. Let's not make this just a black racial thing just injustices as a whole and i know you're not saying i know you weren't saying that but i think what helps in 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 terms of answering your question is just injustices as a whole constantly having the heart to say what are the things that are in this in my society in this world that you know that i know grieves grieves the lord and Mm. and what can i do in terms of and allowing that to be kind of uh, the driving force behind the change so that and this being ongoing this becomes a lifestyle so that it's not only when it's popular that you've been speaking to a certain a certain um, injustice that's going on but it but in all things I, I, I was go as far as to say you know I was having a conversation with somebody and in, in, the, in the statement they were they're not really for the whole black lives matter thing right now and that's fine that's where they're at um, because their argument was well then you know what you know that's the injustice with black people but what about the injustices with in in in, 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 in um 
indigenous individuals. And I said, you're absolutely right. That is, there's total injustice there. And so this is not just Black Lives Matter. This is any injustice that you see happening in society. And if you hear of it, you can't like what, what Chase talked about. It's like the Good Samaritan. You can't, now that you've heard, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's one thing to see that my brother is in, is in need or is in hurt, but what am I going to do about it? If I truly love my brother, if, if the love of the father lives within me and I see somebody that is in need and I don't do anything, you know, then, you know, what is that saying about where I am with, in relation to my walk with Christ? You know, um, you know, it's what I do to the least of these that matters. This whole thing, when it comes to living the gospel out, this is not, this is not about us, you know, in North American culture, it's, it's, there's been this distorted view that Christianity, I'm not saying this is everybody, a lot of, there's a lot of churches where there's a distorted view that Christianity is, you know, you come to, you come to, to follow God so that your life can be great, that you can live the better life now, now that you have the Lord, but really, and so that's really me focused, but the reality of it is it's not me focused. When you come to when you come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you now turn away from thinking about what you want to what God wants, mm-hmm. and what's best for for others who God cares about, and that's the whole thing of love God then love your neighbor, you know, being the greatest commandments. You know, I love God so much that I'd rather do what pleases Him than what anybody else, and what pleases Him is that I would love my neighbor like I love myself, that I would do the 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 the, the utmost. To, and do the most just for my neighbor that is in that is in need and so it's all about having this posture of constant no matter what the injustice is but being you know be, being one who is constantly looking for the one and willing to leave the 99 for the one yeah why because that's that's the heart of the father and we yeah. know that that plate that, that that's a big part of who he is to the, to the point where jesus had to tell three stories in a row to make sure that these religious folks understood that. Listen, y'all are getting at me right now, but do you, do you, you've totally missed what this is all about. <laughs> this is about, it is about the, the sick, the lost, the hurting. That's what this is all about. This has nothing to do with trying to look and, 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 and have the best life. And so, again, the answer to your question is that would be the posture just in general. And if you do that to the best abilities, then you're honoring God because it's not even about honoring us as black people even, or it's not about honoring uh, those that are, you know, in need. It's about honoring God and that's your posture. And I think that that's, that in itself is good enough. You don't have to do anything else. Uh, I have an answer, but it's, it's not very nice. Um, I would say um, right now, this video is being played in front of university students who are taught to critically think. So critically think about it. You're smart people. There's a ton of information out there. Um, and, you know, you can use us as the House of Common as a resource. Uh, you can contact any one of us. We'd be willing to. But you have leaders among you. You know your context. You know the world in which you sit figure out where injustice is going on and get after it. Yeah. That's so good. mean, Adam. That's so mean. So oh what my a goodness. Mean thing to say. This is so this is why he's the founder. Founder, CEO. CEO. Of of the House of Common at the House of Common show. Mm. 
Come on, um, come on. Find come us on, on YouTube. <laughs> you search um, the House of Commons show. You will find us. Once you, there, once you do find us, uh, please do like and subscribe to our videos and share. Uh, would be amazing. Um, yeah. Again, that's the House of Commons show.